Merry Christmas. A perfect gift. For the weeks of Christmas, we have been reflecting on a perfect gift. And let's face it, we can, we can look at these three weeks and we can see such beautiful readings and reminders of how God truly has offered us a perfect gift. When you think back on Christmas, there in the middle of the night, the angels proclaiming this beauty and this wonder that the Savior was born. Or last week, those same shepherds have now gone in haste to the, to the stable to see the baby themselves and what joy it had brought to the world. But in the midst of all of this too, we have to remember that when we talk about God's perfect gift, from the very beginning of time, God wanted to give us this gift. I don't know if we, we put it all together. Like sometimes when we celebrate Christmas, we, we get into the, to the little things. We remember the stable and we remember all the other stuff. But we never always remember, remind ourselves to put it back into the big picture, into the bigger picture of what we're talking about. And the bigger picture of what we're talking about is that Jesus Christ came to save us, to call us to repentance and to bring us to everlasting life. And that goes all the way back to the beginning of time. When God first created the heavens and the earth, he already had you in mind. He already knew who you were. He knew that you would exist and that you would need a gift. And he gave us that gift in Jesus Christ. Now, one of the things that we need to really stay focused on in all of this, because when we talk about this perfect gift, we have to talk about the world into which Christ was born. We have to talk about the world in which we live today. It's always in the context of where we're at that we can understand the gift more acutely. Think of the world in which Jesus, I mean, we, we love Christmas. We always love to look at the Christmas scenes and all the other stuff. But let's face it, when you really think about it, the sin that was darkening the world then as now was egregious. Think about the sin of the world that brings about darkness. On Christmas, we reflected on the fact that there was someone so cold, so callous, that they said to a pregnant woman, go sleep in a barn, about to give birth. What kind of human being could treat another that way? I don't care if they make a room, do something, this poor woman, nope. Think of this Herod that we heard today, the same Herod who, let's face it, had evil in his heart when it came to Jesus. He didn't want to go and do him homage, we know that. And a couple of years later, what does he do? He has all of the kids of that age put to death. Imagine the wailing and the crying out. That, my dear brothers and sisters, is what sin does. It's dark. It brings darkness into our lives. And let's face it, we can admit it, can't we? Nobody likes the dark. Nobody likes to live in that kind of darkness. Nobody likes to live under the yoke of sin and evil. Nobody that I know. And we have to keep reminding ourselves and keep reminding ourselves that that is a truth, that is a fact. Jesus came to deliver us from sin. Jesus came to call us to change, to repent. And so we have to ask ourselves, especially today, what's going on? From the, from, when you read today's gospel, you don't get it because, well, you're 21st century Catholics. You don't get it. But this is something momentous. This is something huge. There's a reason why St. Matthew included this to remind us, and it's that these foreigners were the first to homage Christ. Not his own. The shepherds came. The shepherds were outcasts. The religious leaders were not the ones to rush. Herod didn't rush. 
It was foreigners. This is God. Like when you read the Old Testament, when you spend enough time with the Old Testament, you begin to realize that it was an exclusive club. There were the chosen people and the not chosen, and that was it. And if you were in the not chosen, all of you sitting here right now would have been in the not chosen. You would not have had the possibility of approaching God. That was it. He was exclusively for the chosen people, for the Jews. But these foreigners are the ones to come to do homage to who? The king of the Jews. Get the irony? You starting to pick up on it a little bit? This is God's way of saying, I had always intended for this to be everywhere, for everyone. I love every human being. I knew you before you were even conceived in the womb of your mother. I knew you and I loved you even then. So much so that I've got a plan of salvation. I'm not going to let darkness win. And so sometimes we forget that. Jesus Christ brings the light to the world. And by the light of a star, we're told, follow that light. Go to the light so that you can be delivered from the darkness. Nobody likes darkness. Nobody likes sin. But let's face it, even in our own lives, there's a lot of darkness sometimes. Whether we're the one who's doing the sin or the victim of a sin, it brings darkness to our lives. It brings pain. It brings suffering to our lives. And Jesus came to change that. And so we have to ask ourselves, are we truly believing in Jesus Christ? Do we truly love Jesus Christ? Do we actually have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Because if there's darkness in our lives, that relationship can change everything. Whoever it is, you know, I, I've been saying this now for some time and I'll say it again. I know the bishops have asked us to have a revival in our love for the Eucharist, but I've been saying the same thing over and over again. That's not going to happen until there's a revival of our homes and our families. That's where it has to happen. That's where it's got to be first. And so in our homes, whatever situation you find yourself in, there's a good possibility that that's where you experience some of the darkness. It's sad, but true. Some of the situations we have to live in, even being sometimes the culprit creating the situation. Here's one of my recommendations, whatever it is, in our homes, let's start by just getting together, looking deeply into the eyes, even if it's someone that you've had a lot of difficulty with. Just look deeply into their eyes. Don't speak. I say this to brides and grooms when I do their wedding. Keep this closed because this is what causes all the problems. So don't speak, but look deeply into the eyes and see what God sees in the other person. That's a real struggle because let's face it, we're all sinners. And yet God still looks into my eyes and says, no, I came for you. I want to give you light. I want to deliver you from the darkness that you've created with sin. And he does it again and again and again. Look at the other person, pray for the other person, give yourself to the other person and allow whatever darkness there is to be scattered by the light of Jesus Christ in that moment. And do it again and again and again. One of the things that's so important, and if this is really going to happen, as I said kind of last week, and I'm going to say more succinctly right now, the Magi had a plan. They had a plan. They knew what it was they were going to do. They even knew what to bring. They had a plan. We need to have a plan. See, this is the problem. You can make all the promises you want. Like New Year's, people make promises like crazy, don't they? January 2nd, 
Nothing. And you know why? Because it was a promise without a plan. A promise without a plan is an empty promise. It means nothing. If there's no plan, I'm going to lose weight, but I have no plan. <laughs> Guess what? You're not losing weight. I'm going to quit smoking, but I have no plan. Well, then you're not going to quit smoking. I'm not going to drink it. Oh, you, you get the point. We need to have, but we need to have a plan too. If we're going to have these revivals in our homes, we also need to set a plan. What's your plan? I think we need to get together as, as family, as, as housemates, as people who, who know each other and start to pray a little bit more and see that, bring the light of Jesus Christ into your home. Bring the light of Jesus into your house. Sit together and have a plan. At this time, we're going to pray a rosary together. At this time, we'll listen to the Bible in a year together. And as I said last week, if you have little children, listen to the episode before you let the little children, because some of the episodes, the, the Old Testament can be a little R-rated at times. Trust me, there's some, some real violence and other things that shows up in the Old Testament. It's, you know, we, we, but remember, this is our story. As messy as our own lives are, we see that in Scripture, too, the lives of some of these holy people that we, we, we know so well, their lives can sometimes be pretty messed up. But have a plan. We're going to do this every day. We're going to, to listen to this for the coming year. We're going to revive our lives, our holiness, together. But without a plan, it's not going to happen. You know that as well as I do. And so work it out. Figure it out. Get it ready. Start it going. Don't wait any longer. Just like the Magi, they followed the light. Well, the light is now before us. Follow it to Jesus Christ. Follow it to your Savior. He came to deliver us from the darkness of sin. He came to deliver us from ourselves. And so, my dear brothers and sisters, most especially today, make that commitment. Make that plan. Make the plan that, yes, I want something different. I want to see a change. I want my life. I want the life of my family. I want the people I live with. I want our lives to start to change. And that's not going to happen by accident. It's only going to happen when we have a true, solid intention to get it done. And so there, it's now before you. You have the perfect gift. You've been offered a perfect gift in Jesus Christ. But don't be like, you know, what we do sometimes with a great gift. We take it, shove it up in the top of the closet and leave it there till we need it. It's not that kind of a gift. Don't do that. Take this gift. Live this gift. Love this gift. Have a relationship with this gift. And then share this gift with others. Share it with others. The light of the world has come not to leave us in darkness, but to deliver us from darkness. And with that light, with that gift, we can make up and change the entire world, starting with our own households. And so I encourage you today, make a plan. Enforce the plan. Make it a real and good and solid promise to yourself that you will accept the light of Christ into your homes and allow your homes to be transformed by the only one who can transform it, Jesus Christ himself. God love you.